Good morning. This is Lynn Johnson with If They Shares Good Job. And I'm going to do something a little different today. I am going to have my youngest daughter with me. And um, I thought it'd be fun if we talked about certain myths, uh, hair myths that go on. And then I thought I'd talk about um, things that are new to that generation. She's 19 years old. And that are really not new. They're just rinse and repeat from my generation, which is kind of funny. Um, which would be kind of cool. And then uh, I'd just like to mention my oldest daughter who does hair with me, but she's not here today. And hopefully one day I'll get her on here. Her name is Tiffany, and she um, works in the salon with me currently, which is kind of cool. Rowan is going to college, so she's having fun with that. Anyhow, say hello to Rowan. Hi. <laughs> You're going to be all shy. This child I'm... never shuts up. This is where her mom, like, she you, gets the gift again from her mom. give mama. me a minute. I'll get going. <laughs> so I want to talk about one of the biggest hair myths out there and that is conditioner and how conditioner is not great for your hair and how it'll weigh your hair down and how it'll weigh your, make your hair oily. Um, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I know when they started making conditioners for the hair, yes, they were heavy. They were, you know, had a balsam in it, had huge, heavy molecular structure weight of moisturizers in it and they weren't the greatest protein so at the given time yes they weighed down the hair yet during that time period of the 40s 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s the chemicals we were using in the hair damaged the hair so badly that you needed that heavy conditioner so it was a catch-22 at that time um, <laughs> I'm a huge advocate of throw your shampoo bottle out the door and just condition your hair and only shampoo once every 10 days or 20 days or even 30 days or whatever it may be. Just remove a little bit of debris off your scalp, a little bit of extra oils off your scalp that may build up. But other than that, you can rinse and condition and it will not weigh down your hair, will not weigh down your hair, make it oily or anything like that. I know Rowan does it, but she doesn't do it on a regular basis because of her age. She's a little oilier. But yeah, I stopped doing it when I went away to school for high school because the water change um, made my hair freak out. So the conditioner was not just cutting anymore. So I started shampooing it whenever I washed my hair every time. And then now that I'm home again and the water is normal, <laughs> Um, I'm starting to stop shampooing every time I wash my hair. Um, and so my hair is still going through that period phase where it's like freaking out because you're changing it, but it's getting better. But my hair is always softer when I condition only and it's not as like tangly. So that's always bonuses. And here is some science for you for this whole rinse and condition thing. Um, and I'm not talking about the no poo where you do baking soda and vinegar, and I'll talk about that, or these cleansing conditioners, that's like a whole number chemistry lesson for that one, these cleansing conditioners. I'm just talking good old-fashioned hydrating conditioner, not a protein conditioner, not a repair conditioner, but a nice hydrating moisturizing conditioner that's not gonna weigh your hair down. And what you're gonna do is you get in the shower, wet your hair down, and while you're wetting your hair down, scrub your scalp really, really well with your fingers and the water. And that will loosen up any... They also have those new um, hand 
their shampoo in, but if you do the same thing, it's better than your fingers. A lot of people like that because they don't like the dirt getting under their nails. And that's something that's not new. Well, shut up! <laughs> it's so funny that you brought that up. They were scalp brushes, and we used them, especially in the 50s and the 60s, because women, uh, you know, teased their hair so much and they had so much hairspray in it. We had to use these scalp brushes to comb the, the teasing out. Okay, well they've come back around. Yeah, they come back around, which is cool. I'm glad people are using them. So yeah, you can use a scalp brush um, on your scalp with just water. And then here's a little science. Light will break down light, so oil will break down oil. And you have this acid mantle on your skin, and it's good bacteria, bad bacteria. It has your dead skin cells. It has a lot of um, different little microorganisms on it. And so, and of course, it's your oil, your sebaceous glands, and things like that. And so, oil will break down oil. So, conditioner will actually break down conditioner, which is kind of cool. I mean, oil. Oopsie. Double one. Conditioner will actually break down oil. So, when you rub in your conditioner, a lot of people just use it on their ends. And yes, your ends need it, but your scalp needs it too. Um, a lot of people mistake dry scalp for dandruff, and it's really not true dandruff. True dandruff is basically cradle cap on adults. It's very scaly, it's gummy looking, it's yellow, and it stinks. That is true dandruff. But a little bit of white flaking is just a dry scalp, and your scalp needs moisture. And you're not going to put lotion on your scalp, right? When you get dry, flaky skin, what do you do? You put lotion on it. But you can put conditioner on your scalp. So here's the other myth that people talk about that I kind of say, hot water is going to hurt my hair. Well, when you rinse and condition, you need to rinse out with hotter than normal water because cold water congeals oil. So if you rinse with cold water, you're leaving behind the oil. And that's not good. And then your scalp is going to get greasy. So we need hotter than normal water. Hot water thins conditioner. It leaves behind just what it needs to be left behind, and then the hot water rinses out the excess. The only way hot water could actually harm your hair is if you stood under it long enough that you got a third degree burn. That's when it's going to harm your hair. Other than that, it's not going to harm your hair the three to five minutes that you're going to rinse your conditioner out with. So scrub your scalp with water, work in the conditioner, let it sit and then rinse it good with hotter than normal water. If you don't feel like it's all the way out, rinse again. There's nothing wrong with rinsing twice. And you can do that, I don't know how many days a week if you want to, and then shampoo maybe every 10 days, maybe shampoo every 14 days, it's up to you. Everybody's different on what they can and cannot do. And of course, some people miss bubbles, so they gotta have the bubbles, and so they can't get up their shampoo. Um, if you want more details on this, I'm going to do a post later on my Facebook page, the Beehive Salon, and I'll go into more details in case you forget, and I'll have that out there for you. So here's another one I guess that um, we can talk about is store-bought color. <laughs> it's bad for your hair. And actually, I don't believe it's bad for your hair. I believe it's the application that is bad for your hair. Because chemically, nowadays especially, the store-bought dyes are almost comparative to what's in our products in the store that we have in the salon. And I've had several clients over the years tell me, I like this red or I like this brown. Can we, if I bring it to you, we put it on. Sure, I don't have a 
problem with that. I'd rather put it on your head and apply it correctly than you try to put it on like shampoo and then you keep damaging your ends because you keep coloring your ends over and over and over again. That's what damages the hair. It's not the strong color. It's you running it through the ends over and over and over again because you cannot apply it like we do. I've watched thousands of videos of people trying to do their hair at home and they just cannot apply color like we can. It's because we have two different arms and we're above you. So no, it won't harm your hair unless you run it through the ends over and over and over again. Yes. Do you have any miss? No. Olive oil? The coconut oil in the hair. A lot of people do that. Because? It's like, because they want moisture in their hair and so they'll put like coconut oil in their hair. And then there's the whole like curl situation with people trying to get their curl cutters so they put random stuff in their hair. That's like supposed to bring moisture to like firm up their curls. Um, but olive oil and coconut oil are the big ones that people just like slap on their head. They're like, it works great. And I don't really know if it does. I don't do it because you give me something with my hair. So scientifically, no. If you took just the bottle, the extra, extra, extra version of olive oil and put it on your hair, no, it's not going to do anything. But a cosmetic. It's kind of like foundation to kind of like cover up those dry ends, but it's not going to repair those dry ends. It's not going to make it any better um, because olive oil is meant to eat and not put in your hair. Now, some hair care products have shea butter and olive oil in them. And yes, the science is there where they've taken it and they've broken it down to the minute proteins to actually make the electric structure small enough to penetrate your hair and repair your hair. So yes, some products can. But here's another food for thought for you. Yes, the pun was intended. If you go into the grocery store and you can purchase a product for under $4 and it costs them anywhere from a dollar to $2 to make that plastic bottle, do you think the ingredients are really that great in that product? Probably not. But if this is all you can afford, then go ahead and buy it. Because I know there's a price point for everybody and a budget for everybody. So, I mean, if that's all you can afford, buy the less expensive product. The only way thing I can tell you there, least amount of ingredients, the better off you are. So, if you're looking at Walmart or you're looking at Walgreens, or even if you're looking at Ulta or Sephora, the least amount of ingredients, the better off you are. Because then those are going to be the safest. If they got to put 15 million ingredients in the tell you that right now. Too many ingredients. The least amount of ingredients is better for the hair. I guess we're going to be all ADD. We're driving in my Jeep if you can't tell and we're heading to the bookstore. I'm and trying to look up hair mints. Oh, oh, that's good. I'm, I'm getting invested, but I'm trying to find some. <laughs> and uh, we're going to a bookstore because she has a book obsession just like I do, which is crazy. She loves, she's a great reader and uh, I love to read too. And so we're going to this bookstore that's a used bookstore in um, Slidell, Louisiana. So we're just taking an hour drive. That's how good this bookstore is. It's in Mandeville. It's closer than Slidell. Yeah. So, okay, there's some other. Oh, here's another one. Um, if you cut your hair, will it grow faster? Oh, yeah, that was a top one. Yeah. Yes. If you trim your hair, it will 
go faster and here's why. It doesn't stimulate the scalp anymore, doesn't like add any more proteins that will go faster. The reason why it will grow faster is you're trimming off those split ends. And that's the only way to get rid of a split end. You can mask a split end, but it's still gonna split. It's still gonna break. And so, yeah, if you trim it regularly, about, I always recommend every eight weeks to a client who's trying to grow their hair out, because that way, on average, hair grows a half inch a month. So then I have an inch, and I can trim off a half inch, and they get a little bit of length, and it will get healthier. But yeah, that that that's not a myth. It really is true that your hair will grow faster. Uh, there's one thing that I would love to do a study on that I think would be kind of cool. There is the old wives' tale of that if you cut your hair on a full moon, it grows faster, and you cut your hair on a new moon, it grows slower. And I would love to do like a three-year study one day on that, cut people's hair like that, and measure and just see um, if that's the truth or not. Because no one's ever done a study on that. Um, I know a bunch of people think that like the haircutting thing is it's just so hard for them to wrap their hair around because they're like, how is my hair going to grow faster? video one time where this girl put yarn in a board and she drew lines on it that were like one inch lines and so she like all the hair was the same length at the beginning and she trimmed one side of it and the other side she like split the ends and then she pulled both of them trimmed one side split the ends more on the other side and in the end the hair was pretty much the same length but the quality of the hair on one side was a lot thinner at the ends than it was the other person so yeah your hair is longer or the same length but you can't really tell because your ends are so thin and broken that they're just going to snap off more as time goes on and so your hair grows faster and looks better if you trim your hair or get a haircut every eight weeks eight weeks than if you just like let it grow out and then because then you get the thickness is like all bottom's all thick instead of like sparse and broken and crispy and crunchy and dry and it just looks gross so I don't know there's a bunch of videos of people doing that and if you need like a visual um, aspect to understand the concept but I didn't know they did that I have to go I've that watched out. them they're really cool watching they I've noticed that they help a lot more people understand like how a hair trim will like help your hair in the long run rather than like it's just cutting my hair off like I'm not getting any growth. And yeah. so I'm gonna have to go watch this. She was a hairstylist because a bunch of people were saying that like trims are bad for you and you can't grow your hair out with them and she's like, just let me show you. So it's a really good video. I saw it on TikTok or Instagram. But oh, that's cool. Yeah. Alright, so another myth, um, I've always heard is that a blow dryer will harm my hair. And again, it's all how you use it. Any any hot tool is going to harm your hair if you use it incorrectly. So if you use a blow dryer and you hold it in one spot for a minute, yeah, there's that potential burn in your hair. Same with a flat iron, same with a curling iron. So if you use it properly, drying your hair daily or every other day, it's your hair. What's going to hurt your hair is if you don't blow dry your hair and you go to bed with your head wet and you lay down on your pillow every night with your head wet. Most of you wake up with damp hair in the morning. So what does that mean is your pillow is damp and then do you ever dry your pillow out? No, probably not. So then your pillow stays damp because you make your bed 
and you throw your pillow underneath your sheets and your comforter and that pillow stays damp and then you get back in your bed every night. So then what happens, your pillow starts to mold and then that mold starts getting into your damp hair. So dry your hair, it's not gonna hurt your hair. If you can't dry your hair and you don't wanna dry your hair, throw your pillow in the dryer at least once or twice a week just to dry it and fluff it and get that dampness out of it. There's no reason to do that. So really think about that with blow drying your hair. Just blow dry. It takes a few seconds to blow dry. Then you can get up in the morning, you can curl and iron it, flat iron it, or whatever you want to do. But it's not going to hurt your hair to blow dry your hair. <laughs> flat irons, on the other hand, are like the nemesis that years, 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 years ago, um, women always had curled their hair. And they had these irons, literally, that's where it comes from they put in coals, hot coals, or in the fire, and they would either curl their hair or take and straighten their hair out. They had combs like that, but no electricity, just went into a hot fire. And they would test it on a towel or a piece of fabric to make sure it didn't get too hot before they would run it through the hair. Um, nowadays, the electricity puts enough energy through to heat up these irons that we don't need to use these ovens anymore. We had electric ovens for years too uh, that you would still put the irons in. They were cordless. You would heat up the iron and then we'd use a piece of paper and test it. If it turned around, we'd let it cool off a little bit before we put it in the hair so you didn't melt the hair off. And now we have these flat irons that go up to 450 degrees, which blows my brain away because on the average, most curling irons get to be about 260 is about all you need. You need maybe about 180 to curl the hair, and you know 260 is pretty hot. So I, you know, I have this analogy for you guys to really think about this. You cook chicken at 325, and usually you put chicken. You just don't literally throw it on the the oven rack. You know, sometimes you throw it on the grill, and it has some kind of protective underneath, like a foil. If you throw it on the grill, or you have it in a pan and you wrap it and the chicken's got some kind of protective agency around it so it doesn't burn. But if you throw it on the rack, you get these burn lines in it. So you gotta think about your hair. Your hair is so fragile. It's more fragile than that chicken skin is. And you're taking a flat iron at 450 degrees and running it over and over and over again on your hair. You're just gonna destroy your hair. I don't know how many people are like, I don't know how I got bangs. I'm like, you burnt them. You, you got a flat iron here. I don't know why my hair keeps breaking off. Well, you burnt it. You got a flat iron haircut. You got a curling iron haircut. I've seen thousands of videos where the curling irons are so hot and the hair is so damaged from color that the girl pulls her curling iron away and the curl, the hair is in the curling iron and she's melted it off. The best way to do it is use some heat protectant on it. Don't put a lot of pressure when you flat iron it. Just go slowly down your hair to smooth it put that pressure on it, you just burn it. It just doesn't do any good. Just a slow motion. Same with the curling iron. Just slowly turn it. It'll curl the hair. It's fine. Yeah, you don't have to leave it in there for 10, 20, 30 seconds, whatever. And a lot of times, the reason why hair will curl is because it's dry. It, you have to think about this. You know, if you never, ever use fabric softener on your clothes, and how stiff and hard your clothes would be. Well, it's the same thing with your hair. If the hair is not moist, it's not going to curl. It's just 
if it's second day hair, it goes lower because my hair is like better. Um, but I don't really curl my hair that much when it's on the first day anyway, so. that 
visual is surely not always the best because the molecular structure is so big and it's not always the perfect thing. If they can break down the molecular structure, yeah, having natural ingredients is wonderful. But most of the people I know are allergic to 99% of the things out in nature. So a little science goes a long way to break it down and help you out and get that molecular structure as far as that goes. On the opposite end of the spectrum, I've seen a couple of girls on TikTok not wash their hair for like six months. At all? At all. Nothing? Don't just water rinse? I don't even know if they water rinse. I did not dive that deep, but like they just didn't wash their hair at all. I wonder, Um, I have to look this up. I I gotta know. I I didn't like look to see how much. I think they use dry shampoo a little bit. But I feel like one of them didn't use anything at all. Um, There's enough chemicals in our water nowadays that you probably could you could get away with it if you really didn't do anything and really like scrubbed your scalp good and everything else and rinsed it out, brushed your hair a hundred times to distribute the oils. I think it, you probably could get away with it in this today's age, um, as far as that goes, because we're so clean right now. We drive around in these cars that are hermetically sealed. Our houses are hermetically sealed. You know. Everything's air conditioned and all that, so if they don't go anywhere and do anything, they probably could get away with it. They could probably just rinse their hair or maybe just brush it a hundred times like they used to do in the old days. They did that to distribute the oil and the remove bugs. That's why they brushed their hair a hundred times. And they would braid it and put it back up and they would just get into their scalp and clean it out. Because they didn't have the stuff we have, they didn't have the soap we have, they didn't have any of that. So it's just one of those things. The next one says dry shampoo is just as good as regular shampoo. And, and obviously they said no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not even shampoo. It's a powder. I mean, you could get away with cornstarch, um, ground up uh, granola or oats. You know, you can grind that up in a coffee grinder. You could use coffee, grind it real fine. Anything that's going to absorb the oils, then you can brush it out. People use dry shampoo wrong. They spray it in and they either just don't do anything, they spray it in and, and go on their day, which is crazy. But you're supposed to actually shake the bottle really good to distribute the powder, the fibers that are in it. Spray it on your hair, let it dry because it comes out very wet, and then brush it vigorously to get rid of the oils in the scalp and distribute it through your hair. A lot of people don't do that. It just cakes under their scalp and they don't remove it off their scalp and not have to do these deep cleansing to get this dry shampoo off their scalp. So if it's used properly, it actually is pretty good for you. You can get by, you can move on, but it's not. It's good as shampooing. It's just as bad as shampooing in my eyes, but I know we got to use it and do it. And there's good quality dry shampoos out there, but you have to brush vigorously and move it through your hair and get it off your scalp.
customer. For 25 years, I did her hair until she could no longer drive to come to me. Um, 25 years, every four weeks, she came in. She used the same shampoo and conditioner. She got the same haircut. And she got the same color every four weeks. And nothing ever changed. And her hair was always beautiful. And when she always did it properly, she was just one of those people that was very organized and did everything the right way. She was an amazing woman. I always was inspired by her because she just was so consistent with her life. And I'm not. And she was extremely consistent. She drove the same car. If she bought a new car, she bought the same car she had. It was just one of those people. So no, um, using the same shampoo conditioner doesn't make your hair any better or any worse. It's just you get comfortable with how it feels. It's like that um, old comfortable shirt that you don't think you look great in anymore, but, but you still wear it because you love it. It's the same concept of it. You're just comfortable with it and how it feels in your hair. Is that it? Um, I mean, the last one on there was talking about sleeping with your hair down or up for to grow more. To grow more? Yeah, like this, it's to speed up growth, but really. Tension on the hair actually can speed up growth. Great hair days, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.